0: sell access to his land. Would he? Surely he hadn't sold out to Lloyd after all these years. Guess I'll head on over to the house. What do you want me to do with a pile of pumpkins on the dining room table? T.J. groaned. In a moment of temporary insanity, she'd volunteered to carve twenty-five pumpkins for the annual pumpkin festival. Sorry, I totally forgot those were being delivered today. I'll move them into the mudroom for now, Ben volunteered. Thanks, Grandpa." After Ben left, T.J. greeted a pair of identical-looking sexagenarians, each carrying two bags of identical size and color. Welcome to Maggie's Hideaway. Are you checking in? During the summer, the lobby of Maggie's Hideaway was crowded with guests checking in and out every day of the week. But during the slower shoulder seasons, roughly the three months between summer and ski season, and then again between the end of ski season and the beginning of summer, most arrivals and departures were limited to a few weekend visitors. Maud and Billy Morrison, the twin on the right answered. We want an all-expense-paid trip, the twin on the left added. That's great. Radio contest? TJ smiled at the pair, each of whom looked a lot like Aunt B from the Andy Griffith show. TJ hadn't even been born when the show first aired, but her grandma Maggie used to watch the reruns on cable before she passed away. No, Maud answered. We've received a letter in the mail informing us we'd been chosen to receive a ten-day trip. We don't remember entering a contest, but at our age we usually can't remember what we had for breakfast. This isn't a timeshare, is it? Millie asked. No, I can assure you the trip wasn't sponsored by Maggie's Hideaway. T.J. glanced at the computer screen. The reservation simply states the cabin was prepaid in full. Perhaps the trip was sponsored by one of the casinos? They sometimes offer special incentives to seniors. We're not here to gamble, Maud assured her. We're here to meet men, Millie added. Well, I'll be sure to keep my eyes open for good catches, TJ smiled. I see you're staying in Cabin 12. It's one of our nicer two bedrooms, right on the beach in an isolated cove surrounded by old growth pines with its own deck and hot tub. Very private for entertaining. TJ waved over a dark-haired teenager who had wandered in while she was speaking to the women. This is Emily, she introduced her to the sisters. She'll show you to your cabin and answer any questions you have along the way. Oh, aren't you adorable, Maud gushed. Emily possessed a petite doll-like figure, huge blue eyes framed with thick dark lashes and fistfuls of thick curly hair. Love your shoes, Emily complimented the two women on their shiny white sketchers as she reached on to pick up one of their bags, causing a book to fall from the top in the process. Twenty-five ways to please a man, Emily read aloud as she picked up the book. Sister and I figured we were a bit late out of the starting gate so we could use some advice, Maud explained. Just read the first five, Millie joined in. Figured you really only need the first two, but we brought the book along just in case. TJ and Emily looked at each other, trying not to laugh. Still, that thing with the whipped cream sounded fun, Maud reminded her sister. Maybe we should have brought some. If you decide you need it, just let me know and I'll have some brought to your cabin, TJ promised. TJ watched the group walk away. She certainly didn't want to be Maud and Millie's age and still looking for a man. After her mom died and her sisters came to live with her, she and her ex-boyfriend, Tyler, had parted ways. TJ knew he wasn't looking for anything serious. But it hurt that he tossed her aside like yesterday's laundry once it had become apparent that carefree and unencumbered were things of the past. TJ looked around the room for Echo. He had vacated his napping spot behind the registration desk and wandered over to the seating area near the fireplace, where a man who appeared to be in his early thirties, with wavy blonde hair, deep blue eyes, and a body an underwear model would envy, was reading an R.L. Kellerman mystery. T.J. made it a policy never to get involved with guests, but she had to admit this one was tempting. She watched as the man stopped reading and set his book aside when Echo approached. Echo was friendly but his size could be intimidating to guests who didn't know him. Echo sat at the man's feet, placing one paw on his knee and grating. T.J. didn't think the man had stayed with them before. But Echo, who could be standoffish with people he didn't know, acted like the two of them were old friends. The man said something to the large dog and began scratching him behind the ears in exactly the way he loved best. T.J. walked across the room, picked up a log from the pile, and tossed it on the blaze burning warmly in the fireplace before approaching the man. I apologize for my dog, she said in greeting. Echo's head was in the man's lap by this point. Normally he doesn't bother the guests. I don't know what's gotten into him. It's not a problem, the man said with a smile. I like dogs.